are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. We're in Psalm 81 today, Psalm 81. What a powerful text before us. Really, I got here because a couple weeks ago, my brother-in-law said, Brother Treber, I want you to read Psalm 80, verse 3. He said, this will help you today. Turn us again, O God, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. And he was real positive, and I read that chapter. And then it just kept going. And about two weeks ago, when he gave me 80, I began to read 81. And 81 has been in my heart now for the last two weeks. In fact, uh, I am just so very excited to speak to you about this subject. Have you ever felt like this in life? And I'm saying this because I think perhaps many of you are there today. I think of that dear lady that my wife and I love so very much, a single mother who this week let us know that her company put her on a leave till the month of August, there's no job left. There's no contracts. Now think of how many people in my church alone have called me and said, uh, we're laid off, we can't work, we're, uh, we're unemployed, there's no hope in sight that we're gonna get a job again. There are many people today that uh, are facing financial struggles or physical struggles, perhaps you're uh, part of this COVID or it's cancer or it's some other ailment or sickness. Perhaps, and I don't make light of this, but marriages were not meant to stay together 24-7. God's given a man a work and God's given a woman a work and some of our homes are under great pressure. You, you love the Lord, you love your wife, you love your husband, but you're just being squeezed. Some of you dear precious mothers, I don't know how you're doing this. You're, you're feeding the kids, you're cleaning the house, you're doing the laundry, you're educating the kids. You, you talk about a lady that must feel right now squeezed. It's like a grape that they put in, the Bible calls a wine press. And that wine press, the purpose is to continue to apply pressure. And the purpose of the pressure is to crush the grape. The, the amazing thing about a wine press, you don't put it all the way down because if you squeeze it down so hard, then the seeds get in the juice. And the seeds poison the juice. So there's a point where the pressure is no longer applied. Perhaps you're that grape today. You're in the wine press. What do you do when you're in the wine press of life? What do you do when you're being squeezed? Squeezed. Perhaps the most spiritual pastor in all the world might be listening right now. I don't care who he is, he's being squeezed. And if he's a man of God, he's always under squeezing by the world, the flesh, the devil. There's always a squeezing going on. There's always a pressure that's being applied. I don't know of a man of God who is walking through this journey 
that's not feeling the squeeze because if you love your people, if you are a shepherd and you cannot go to the hospital and you can't, well, we've had several babies born in the last nine weeks. I can't even get to the hospital to say hello to them. I can't pray with them. We've had several four that I know of people pass away in our membership. I've not been able to come and offer a prayer and be there at the bedside as they drew their last dying, last breath, Brother Sloan in the Spanish ministry and Brother Poos in the Filipino ministry. This dear sweet lady that sits right here, she has been here for so many years, just a godly lady, and there she is without her pastor, with, without Brother Poussin there, without one of us there to pray with her. We're not allowed in the house. Now, I think of those dear sweet folks that are living in these nursing facilities. Tried to call one this morning just to wish happy Mother's Day. Can't get a hold of the person. Nine weeks, nine weeks sitting in these little rooms, not out of their rooms. They're eating their meal in their room by themselves for nine weeks. Brothers and sisters and, and relatives and grandkids can't even see their mother or grandmother. You talk about someone being squeezed today. You say, well, are they watching? No, most people would be like if I were in a facility like that, I'd have no idea how to get it on. And there they are just being squeezed in that little room. I said a few weeks ago, my precious father-in-law is 95 years of age, preached in the same church 57 years, but his sons had a call and say, uh, Dad, your brother Roger passed away today. No one there to comfort him. It wasn't supposed to be this way. You talk about squeezing and pressure. And I want to give you hope in just a minute because there's a formula. I don't want to live just in the squeeze mode where I don't have hope in the midst of the squeeze. I'm speaking to us today on the subject when squeezed in the wine press of life. My message comes from before verse one. It comes to the chief musician upon Giddeth. You see it there, Giddeth. If you have a Scofield Bible sometime this week, you can go back to Psalm 8. and explains what a Giddeth is. It is a press. It is literally a wine press. Brother David Russ, your teenagers are teenagers. Best time of life to live. What in the world do they have to be squeezed about? But you know, as a youth pastor, I, I know you had a, a, a service for public teens this week on the, uh, on the school campus where you go speak and it was a virtual, whatever you call those things, and same with their own kids. But those kids are being squeezed. They're under pressure. Our own kids from good homes are under pressure. Our college kids who should be on this very platform this Wednesday night, and I should be right here moving a tassel from this side to this side, and they should be receiving from Brother Oxlade a diploma, and we should have Brother Sloan in that pulpit or someone reading their name, and we ought to be thanking God for they're going out to me. They're, they're not even allowed to come back into this building. They're squeezed. God says when you're squeezed in life, he gives us in this passage a formula. Most commentators believe that this is when David was being squeezed. He's now uh, running from his son, Absalom. And uh, they play this song for him because the book of Psalms is a song book. And they, they say, now, you're in the wine press, David. You're in the squeeze time, David. Uh, you're under the pressure. And we don't like pressure. 
but it's when I am tried, squeezed, and purified, I shall come forth as gold. And God gives us a formula when you're being squeezed. Some people believe the formula is let's just talk about it. I think talking about the problem discourages us. I think some folks think about reading about the problem and all about the problem. No, I think what we do, we take our burdens to the Lord and leave them there. I, I don't believe a psychiatrist or psychologist could help us, but I believe that Jesus never fails. And he gives us a formula here. When you're squeezed on the journey of life, look at verse one, sing aloud, sing a song. Sing a song. I walked in the dark of the night in this auditorium last night. It was not dark outside yet, but it was dark in here when you turn all the lights off, except for exit lights and emergency ladder too. I heard a man in this pulpit, Pastor Cooper, just singing away. He thinks he's good, but I tell you what, it was the most terrible thing I've ever heard in my life. And it, it was great. He's got a good voice. And he said, you know, pastor goes, these acoustics are great in here. I'm not really a singer, but I'm sounding pretty good in here. Sounds like me. I sound real good on the radio when I'm listening to the radio and our, our KMBBC. And they're singing away. I start singing with them. I think, I can turn you down solos a little bit. I turn them down. I'm still sounding good. I turn them off and I'm going. And it sounds terrible. I'll tell you every time. Sing a song. Sing a song. Learn to sing. In my heart, there rings a melody there. You know what I find? I find in my own life, watch it. Sometimes I'm just so overwhelmed. I can do a lot of weeping and crying before God. I can do a lot of prayer before God. And sometimes I can go for a little season of time. I've gone an hour or two or a morning or the evening or whatever it might be and say, Lord, I've not really had much of a song today, have I? And I know, I know pastors that when I don't have a song, I'm allowing the pressure to get to me. I have a song that Jesus gave me. It was sent from, oh, I've been singing, I've been singing all this week. Well, I rest, choir just sang it. My case at the cross. Thank God I've been justified. Satisfied, I have it all for rest. I've been singing this morning, search me, oh God. Now know my heart today. Try me, oh Savior. You might every day of your life try to get a song and get a little course. When the days are dreary and the nights are dark and long, brighten up your pathway with a song. Just remember Jesus loves you. He can right the wrong. Brighten up your pathway with a song. Though the world is filled with troubles, he is on his throne. He will not forsake you, for he careth for his own. Soon, soon the sun will shine again. Take courage and be strong. Brighten up your pathway with a song. Sing. When the sun day is bright, sing in the darkest night, every day, all the way, let us sing, sing, sing. Get a theme, 
singing about the blood. I was singing early this morning about the cross, just the songs about the cross and about the cross where I first saw the light. Sing about the cross, sing about the blood, sing about heaven, sing about the Holy Spirit, sing about Jesus. The number one title in our hymn book, if you look under the word Jesus, the name Jesus, there's more songs that begins with Jesus. Jesus saves and Jesus is the sweetest name I know and Jesus never fails and earthly friends may prove true, but Jesus never fails. Earthly friends, oh, I tell you what, yes, may have proven true, but I would be like Jesus. For Jesus is the sweetest name I know. When you're squeezed, sing. Question, viewers, what kind of singing have you done this week? I know all of us, myself included, have done a lot of this, answering texts. I know we've all done a lot of this, Talking to folks, I know that. I know uh, maybe there's been the news or whatever it might be. But have you been singing this week? Have you been singing? I find there's something else. Not only do we sing a song, but we take a song. Look what he says in verse two, take a song. Sing a song in verse one. Verse two, take a song. I believe that God gave us this great book of Psalms, 150 chapters. You can read one a day, 150 days, start over, read another time through 150 days, and then take the last 65 days and read the ones that were the favorites that you marked. I love Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth the way of the city. I think you love it as well. I love Psalm 2, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine, imagine a, a vain thing? I, I love Psalm chapter number three, where David writes three times, Selah, raising a half step, and he starts uh, so depressed, Lord, Lord, oh dear God, how are they increased that trouble me? Many would say in my soul, there's no help for him in God. Selah, oh yeah, God, God. I forgot about God. And if you'll notice, when you raise it musically a half step, it's always brighter. And then he begins to talk about God and how good God is. And then as he talks about God for a while, he says, Selah again, which means raise it another higher. You don't go in the minor key, you don't go down. He said, many there be who say in my soul. And he said, oh God. Oh God, I'll not be afraid of 10,000 people that have set themselves against me. God, I'm on the winning side. How about, how about Psalm 23, the Lord's my shepherd? How about Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation? How about one of the Psalms I claimed in college, first two words, Psalm 12, one, help Lord, help Lord. How about that great Psalm 37? How about Psalm 25? Unto thee, O Lord. How, how, about, how about that great Psalm 50, 51? Where David says, Lord, against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this iniquity in thy sight. How about, how about Psalm 86? I call it my hospital psalm. As I read all these years, for 44 years in this church, the people in the hospitals, Psalm 86, what a powerful psalm. When David, when the, the psalmist pours out his heart to God, 
Oh, I, I've got it memorized. I won't go to it, through it. So how about Psalm number, how about 80, 89? I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. How about Psalm 90, 91 for Moses? How about Psalm 100? Learned at junior church in fourth grade. Never forget that. How about Psalm 121? I'll lift up my eyes under the hills. I'm talking about take a psalm. We tell our high schoolers, get in the Proverbs of the day. Today is the 10th day, so read Proverbs 10, tomorrow 11, read Proverbs 11. You get through 31 days of the month or 30, whatever, then start back at one, verse chapter one. Get a proverb every day, 12 times out of the year you read the book of Proverbs, but get a psalm of the day. I try to get something out of the psalm every day. These great psalms and God says, all right, you're being squeezed. Take a psalm. Take a psalm. And verse one, sing a song. Your wife says, oh, stop singing. I'm commanded to sing. I have to, honey, just have to. I'm thinking about making a CD. Sing a song. Take a psalm. Oh, oh, I like this one here. Blow a trumpet. Woo, look at verse three. Blow up the trumpet. Now you go to the verse before it. Take a psalm, bring from Heather the timbrel, the timbrel, the harp, the psaltery, stringed instruments. The timbrel's like a tambourine. Blow the trumpet. Church ought not to be a dead, dead uh, as last year's Christmas tree. It ought to be a lively place. I can't wait to get those trumpets back here. Someone says they're too loud. I'll tell you what, they're too silent right now. I'll take the loud any day of the week. I'll take this place being filled with people saying, amen, praise God. I'll, I'll say, well, we got too much music in this church. You think it's a lot now, you wait till that opening Sunday back. I tell you, we're, we're gonna sing, we're gonna take a psalm, we're gonna, we're gonna blow the horn, we're gonna play the trumpet, thank God and the instruments. Listen, when, when say, well, I don't, I don't know how to play an instrument. Well, then turn on some music on KMBBC where a guy is playing a trumpet and just grab one and act like you're playing it. Every child ought to have the opportunity to take an instrument. I remember I took piano from Mrs. Bear after school in about third grade. We'd walk down the street from Lottie Grunsky in Stockton, California, We'd go to her house and, and oh, they had cats everywhere. That's maybe where it all started. But she had cats everywhere. And they were crawling around. She had pianos all through that house. And she was a large woman. I'll never forget. She scared me. I thought she was going to sit on me. Scared to death. And we'd go and she'd have a ruler. If you hit a wrong note, she, she'd hit that, your fingers with that ruler. She said, now Jack, you suck on your fingers. I mean, I just came from the playground. Talk about getting sick. I, she goes, Jill, he's going to come, you come over here and play. Jack's going to suck on his fingers. That's a dumb way to teach. I played in a recital, The Tin Man. I got, got so tired of playing the piano. I said, I'm going to go to the trumpet. And about fourth grade, I moved to the trumpet. And fifth grade, and sixth grade, and seventh grade, and high school, and college, the first year or two. I wish I would have stayed with it. I hear Brother Mopi and these men playing. I tell you, it just thrills my heart. Heaven's going to be full of singing. The choir's going to sing. And thank God for it. And I can't wait to hear the choir singing again and the trumpets playing again and the harps playing again 
and the flutes and the clarinets and the and the uh, violins and the uh, the, the uh, uh, whatever that is over oh all of it playing again. Sing a song. You're being squeezed. Start to sing. You're being squeezed. Take a song. When you sing, it's getting squeezed. Well, blow a trumpet. Say, I'm not good. Just go get one and blow it anyway. Look what he says in verse 7. Thou caused in trouble. Thou caused in trouble. Shed a tear. Cry out to God. Thou caused in trouble. And I delivered thee. I answered thee. And I secret place of thunder. I proved thee at the waters of Meribah. And that's where Moses smote that rock. And God proved. Those people were murmuring. But God proved. God proved to the leader and to the people that he is still on the throne. We're being told that there's going to have to be a whole new way of living. Well, then it'd be contrary to this. Because as you read how they embraced Paul, there was contact. And how they gave the right hand, they shook hands, and how they fellowship with one another, and they even gave a holy kiss. All of this, a lot of this is, is to try to keep us away from God's plan. And I know, I believe the virus is, is real. I believe all that. I believe we ought to be very careful. They're saying that we're going to have to maybe live, live our lives with masks the rest of our lives. That's too frightening. Little children don't need to see that. They need to see a smile and a happy face and a song. Don't buy into this thing. It's a whole new way of life. Here we have, if you have a need, shed a tear, cry out to God. Are you crying before God? I hope, men of God, pastors, this is your opportunity to carry the weight of the people of your church as you're being pressed and walk through your office and walk in the cemetery and walk in the parks and walk on the salt flats and spend time with God and pour your heart out for the sake of your people. Oh, I love our people. I ache to see them. And I heard that almost every single one are going through difficulties and I can't be there for them. But I could pray for them. And I find myself these days crying so much. So it's not your burden, Trevor. You're acting like it's a big thing for you. It is. And if you were a shepherd of a flock and of people and you've been with them for all these years and you love them and you've been there when they had their babies and you've been there when they buried their loved ones and you've been there when they've gone through the heartaches of life and the joys of life, I want to tell you something, you'd cry. And when you grew up in America, just real close to here, little boys and girls and all through school, every day of my life, public school, we said, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America every day of my life. In elementary school, my school teacher would say in kindergarten, children, it's time for our snack. Let's have prayer for our graham cracker and cookie, our, our, our graham, graham cracker and our milk. That was public school. 
And now they squeeze God out of our schools. And they squeeze God out of our government. And they squeeze God out. You're now down the line. You're not essential. You can open up and we tell you, I tell you what, in God's dear name, government, I love you. I've talked to, I've talked to so many government officials this week, mayors and assistant mayors and chief police officers and police officers from this city and this city, they called me and talked to me about some things. I tell you what, we are getting tired about squeezing out the church. God's people, you want to have healing? Get people singing a song again. Shed a tear. Sing a song and take a psalm and blow a trumpet and shed a tear. Verse I eight, give an ear. Hear, oh my people. Hear, oh my people. I'm trying to give an ear to God. God, what are you doing in my life? God, what are you trying to say to me? God, please, every man of God, I hope you do. That's your daily prayer. What's God trying to tell you? How's God trying to speak to you? Here, here, and I know, here, oh my people. I will testify unto thee, O Israel, if thou wilt hearken unto me. Give an ear to God. Listen to God. How's God speaking to you? And then he talks about, lastly, a clean heart. A clean heart. There shall no strange God, verse 9, be in thee, neither shall there worship any strange God. Hey, may I ask you to do this? Would you take inventory of your life and me and my life? Everything in our life, and if there's a strange God that's entered in, will you throw it out? Our staff knows that generally in the month of August, my office is always clean. Every book is right to the edge of the shelf, perfect. I, I see some of these videos of different folks standing in, in, on the news and the bookshelves behind them, books all over the place. I couldn't live that way. My books are straight, my shelves are dusted, everything's in order, everything's in place. But every August I purge my files. Every August I purge the books. I don't know if it's because we have a publications department here, but I get so many books from companies sent to me. And I put them on these shelves, and this shelf here, and I'm gonna take a look at them one day. I start to look at them, and, and if they have a Bible that I don't believe according to the Word of God, God's preserved Word of God, I just throw it in the, I, I filled these big old garbage cans. I filled so many of those during this shutdown because I purged my office. I've purged my office. And I'm trying to do the old same thing in my own heart. God, I'm trying to purge my life. I'm trying to make sure that my right life is right with God. So here it is. Get up there being squeezed in that wine press. I can see it right now as I've preached for all these nearly 30 years probably at Napa, California, Pastor Mike Ray and you're coming in on that 29, and you have, they have that big old monument. It looks like a brass, and, and a man with a cowboy hat on, and he's got his foot up here, and he's got a big wine press, because it's known as the wine country, and it's, 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 it's a br uh, brass um, uh, uh, object, and, and you see it there, and he's squeezing down. I've thought, thought of that so many times, squeezing it down. And God, 
says that you're in the wine press of life right now and I'm putting pressure, there's squeezing going on. Sometimes the squeezing is from God and sometimes it's from self and sometimes it's from the situations of life around us. God said, now what are you gonna do? Are you gonna sing a song? Are you gonna take a psalm? Are you gonna blow a trumpet? Are you gonna shed a tear? What are you gonna do? I'll tell you what they did. Verse 11, but my people will not hearken to my voice. And Israel would none of me, so I gave them up unto their own hearts, lust. They walked in their own counsel. Oh, oh, that my people had hearkened unto me. Oh, if you would have just listened. You're being squeezed today in the wine press. I don't understand it all. But I do know when I'm squeezed is when I get purified. And I'll come forth as gold. Dear, 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 dear church, you're going to make it on the other side. And the greatest days may just be yet ahead. I know you don't see it. Neither did those Israelites when they were wandering around for 40 years. But then they moved in the land and God said, I gave you houses you didn't build. And I gave you lands that you didn't build. I gave you wells that you didn't build. I said to our mayor this week, I said, do you see what's going on? Not just with the virus, but the result of it. And she agreed with me immediately. Suicide is up. Depression is so high. People are despondent. People are angry many times. Frustrated. I said, there's a repercussion for keeping this thing shut down. I don't think you'll ever get rid of the virus unless it burns itself out because we never get rid of colds. We never get rid of sickness. We haven't gotten rid of cancer. But I will tell you this, and I'm not making light of it. God's people need to get back lest we squeeze all hope out of them. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.